Hey everybody, Dr. Buell here, and thanks as always for staying connected with me. You know, this is something I do just because I want to help you lead and live a, a fulfilled life. Uh, hey, uh, this episode is part two of a two-part series. If you have not listened to part one, please go back and look at that one. Part one is called The Triune of Life. Uh, scaling to the next level, The Triune of Life. And um, and as always, if you enjoy these episodes, please do let me know what you think. Hit me up on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Dr. Ian Bulow, D-R Ian Bulow. And share it. You really never know if you have someone in your circle of influence that may benefit from the information. Lastly, if there's something in particular you want me to talk about or look into, let me know. Right now, these topics have just been life lessons and lessons learned and things like that. But in the future, I want to get a little bit more into the healthcare space, uh, other leadership space, all kind of different things. But if there's something in particular that you're interested in, let me know in the meantime. Otherwise, hope you enjoy this episode. Love to hear what you think. Bye now. Well, hey, everybody. Dr. Beetle here. Thanks for joining me. Uh, you know, I just finished listening up to the playback of part one, and uh, my goal is to, to follow up with you at the end of last week, but that didn't happen. <laughs> but um, it actually plays right into the topic here in terms of how do we get to the next level? You know, we have ideas, we, we refine our intelligence, our awareness of what's going on. And the second ingredient is the energy that we put into the system the force requirements to make it happen, right? The recap of part one is that if you want to scale your life, you have to expand your intelligence, your knowledge about the thing that it is that you're trying to grow or to increase in size and scope and influence and all the rest. Because we talked about the triune of life, that all living things have a certain amount of organization or intelligence that through a matter of energy and force keeps things going keeps things going, just like the pebble versus the, the boulder, right? The boulder requires more intelligence because it has more matter, so it needs a higher level of organization. And your life is analogous to that. You know, the more complex you want, the greater you want your life to be, the more influential, the more impact you want to have, the more things you want to do, it's going to require a higher degree of organization, aka intelligence, for you to keep it all together, to keep the plates spinning, as they say, right? It's like the uh, circus people who spin the plates on the dowel rods, you know? The more you got, the more intelligence required. You got to know how to do that. It takes talent and skill and time and patience. But the next thing it requires is energy, right? That atom that we talked about, the elements of the world, the elements of the universe, is an atom because there's an intelligence there that tells the subatomic particles to spin and to move. But the actual spinning, the actual movement, is a consequence of force and energy, right? Vibration keeps it all going. So if you want to get to the next level, you first have to become more aware. You know, you have to gain that intelligence. And then you have to put energy into the system. Just because I have the formula or the blueprint for a skyscraper doesn't mean it's going to build itself. It requires a lot of work, a lot of hard work. And the same is true for you and I, you know, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to your life, your health, just because you start to learn what it takes to be healthy or to grow your business or to raise healthy kids or to have a good relationship. You watch a lot of TV shows or read a lot of books. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the energy, right? Nothing works until you work. And um, 
And you know, this idea of, of force and energy into life is an interesting one. Um, I was thinking about it the other day when we were going to church. We're driving in the car, kids had their digital devices plugged into a, um, a power outlet. You know, one of those converters, those AC converters that plugs into the cigarette lighter. Remember what those are? <laughs> My girls had to explain what cigarette lighters were to them once upon a time. But anyhow, these cars still have cigarette lighters um, or AC adapters directly. But either way, we had one of these old school adapters where you plug into the cigarette lighter and then you could plug in two standard regular uh, AC uh, current uh, plugs for cell phone chargers and iPad chargers and things like that. And the problem was they weren't getting enough juice from this little adapter into their devices, right? The, the one kid, the power was popping on and off and the other one, it wasn't charging at all. And I'm looking down at this device and it's struggling. <laughs> it's, it's an older device we've had for a while when we take long road trips over the last decade as a family and it's struggling. It's, it just, it cannot get them enough power, right? It's not designed for that. And, you know, and then we go to church and, you know, I go to a, what I think is a great church and one of the main topics that keeps coming up other than just, other than just our identity, my gosh, how important the concept of identity is, but how, what our identity is through Christ and through the realization of a creator, it's a very powerful concept that yields a very different identity. You walk a bit taller when you realize that um, things are ordered and things are designed and you're part of that and you're, you have a purpose. But other than identity, one of the concepts that keeps coming up is, is basically getting connected with the source, right? You can be a lot more powerful if you connect with the one who made you. And this isn't necessarily a theological debate, but it, but it opened up my brain a little bit because I was thinking about those cell phone chargers and the iPad chargers plugging into the converter in my van or my vehicle. And I realized that, of course, their devices aren't working because they're plugged in to a weak power source. Think about it another way. Batteries, right? You remember the old... Cell, not cell phones, but the old digital cameras, those things would chew through batteries like nothing. Or my grandfather um, had um, uh, uh, the battery-operated, you know, uh, weed whackers and hedge trimmers and things like that. How quickly do the, does that eat up the battery? Versus if you plug directly into the source, if you plug directly into the outlet, into the wall, you have a sustained energy, right? That, that appliance has a sustained energy and it doesn't run out. So here's the philosophical question and then we'll get a little bit more literal. Are you running on batteries or are you running on the source? That's the question. You want to scale. You start studying. You start becoming consciously aware of your limitations and the things that you need to do to get to the next level in your health or your career or your relationships, but now you got to put energy into the system to make it work. And my question is, is your energy backup a battery or something greater? Is it a temporary thing or is it more permanent? Let's make it a little bit practical in two ways. We'll look at it through nutrition and then we'll look at it just through 
life in general. So let's think about nutrition. My daughter's type 1 diabetic. Found that out recently. Has made me take a crash course in energy metabolism. And burning sugar, right? If I have a big giant donut for breakfast, ah, love it. Dessert for breakfast, what could be greater? (laughs) I'm sorry. I could... I could go over that for hours. It's hilarious, man. We eat dessert for breakfast as a country. But yeah, I got my big giant donut. And I just got a surge of sugar in my bloodstream. Woo! I got energy. I got energy, let me tell you. But it's short-lived. My body knows that that sugar in my bloodstream is not good for me at high levels. So what does my body do? I produce insulin. And that sugar gets gobbled up and put away. And then my sugar levels crash. Now I'm tired. So what do I do mid-morning? I need a mid-morning snack. Give me that banana. Sugar. Up. 20, 30 minutes later, down. Oh, time for lunch. What am I going to have for lunch? I'm going to have a sandwich, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Lots of carbs in the bread and tons of sugar in the jelly. So my sugar levels go up. Lots of energy after lunch. Had an apple with it. Tons of sugar. Um, have a soda pop and then I crash mid-afternoon get me some coffee right with tons of sugar and tons of milk and this cycle goes up and down up and down up and down up and down all day it's kind of like burning sugar is like burning paper in your fireplace it's it it burns bright but it's short-lived and it leaves over an ash it's it's stressful on your body so that's one energy source is sugar now What are we learning about lately with this whole thing called ketogenic diet? It's the idea of burning fat. Yes, fat. Is it good for you? Yeah. As long as you have an active lifestyle and you're not consuming sugar at the same time, you will actually burn that fat. You won't keep it in your system. Ironically, you'll actually lose weight. What makes you gain weight is insulin. When you eat tons of sugar and your insulin levels rise, your body packs away that sugar in the form of fat. But let's say you don't eat the sugar and all you eat is fat. Now your body is going to have a sustained fuel source. Burning fat, avocados, eggs, steak, bacon, fat and protein, healthy leafy green vegetables, lots of water, lots of water. Now you've given it long-term fuel. Burning fat is analogous to burning coal in the fireplace. If burning sugar is like burning paper, which burns bright for a minute and goes away and leaves a lot of ashes behind, then burning fat is like burning coal. Once you're used to burning it, it is slow and sustained. Your energy levels are maintained throughout the day and it does not leave behind ash. You don't have inflammation associated with it the way that you do with sugar. So that's an example of where you can get physical energy Lots of water, fasting, a fat and protein-based diet, right? Physical energy, just for your body to operate in a smooth way without the emotional, chemical, hormonal roller coasters. But what about you and just your focus in your day? How do you put more force? Remember, we're talking about intelligence, force, and matter. Force is the energy you put into your life. How do you mentally put it into your life? How do you put it in? How are you clear? Let me tell you something. Your body 
is is orchestrated and held together by an innate intelligence. That's that's it's it's it's, it's like a like like all the cells in your body are like um like the individual musicians in an orchestra, and they're held together through through this harmonious action that's governed by your brain. Your brain is like the conductor, the intelligence of your body. So first of all, you got to make sure that you don't have any impedance to that system. That's why chiropractors exist, is to make sure the spine is healthy because the spine protects the nerves and the nerves run your life. That's one other physical physical thing I had to give a nod to. But even beyond that now, where do you get your focus, right? Where do you get your drive? Are you running off of goals and aspirations and a worldview that is a battery? I just want to get through the day. I just want to I just want to get through the day. I want to I want to make a lot of money. I want to drive a fast car. Let me tell you something. When you do those things, if that's all your goal is, is that battery, that temporary stimulation, you end up empty. You crash at the end of that. How many people that have it all commit suicide? Lots of money, lots of possessions. It's a battery goal. It's temporary. So you have to plug in to a higher source. You can't be plugged in to the converter in the car. You can't be plugged in to a battery. You will wear out. And this is really interesting because this concept started last week when I saw my kids, their devices, not getting the energy that they needed through the car converter, right? But this week, I just got back from teaching a full weekend and at a, at a college, I was teaching the technique procedure that I do clinically. Lots of energy usage, right? I was presenting all day, all through the weekend. And then afterwards, I don't go back and relax. I spend the entire evening pouring, spending more time with the students in a more social environment, but also academic. You just constantly pouring in, pouring in, pouring in, using a lot of energy. So the last couple days, I've been a little slower. I put out so much energy, I didn't take the time to refill myself and really plug into the source. In my opinion, the source is a creator. I think the whole game's created. I think the whole universe is created. I don't know what you believe, but let me just tell you something. You got to plug in to your purpose, your why. Why are you here? What is this all for? I have my own purpose and my own why, and it ties back to a divine creator, and that life is really about expressing the love and intelligence of that creator. That's my why. That's my source. It's helping people fully express that genius and love creation, right? That's what I want to fully express it in my own life and I'll help you do the same. That's my why. What's yours? What's your why? What's your source? Why do you do what you do? If you can dial into that, it will give you the energy and the power that you need to fuel your lifestyle with a more sustained force. Most small superficial goals are just that. They're small, they're superficial batteries, and they will run out. But if you can meditate on this idea of why am I doing what am I doing? 
Why am I doing what I'm doing? What is the meaning of it all? What is the purpose of it all? And remind yourself of that every morning before your day starts. Then you will give yourself an energy and a juice to get through whatever it is that you need to get through. We talked about the atomic bomb on the last episode. The amount of energy holding atoms together is huge. Can you imagine if you could create that kind of energy in your life? Intense, purposeful energy. What I've been told and what I'm attempting to practice is the daily reflection on those goals and aspirations and purposes. And uh, what I realized after this weekend is I did not do it. I have not been doing it over the last week. And so what happens? I lose a little focus. I lose a little energy. I'm a little bit tired. I sleep in through the alarm. Things like that. So stay focused and keep your why, your purpose in the front of your mind at all times and it will give you that second ingredient of force and energy that you can put into your life and scale your life to the next level. I'm really interested to hear your feedback. I'm very curious to see if you think these are kind of valuable topics for your life. Please let me know. Please share it like I said. Stay connected with me outside of the podcast at Dr. Ian Bulow and all the platforms and we will talk to you guys again next time. Bye now.